welcome to Virtually Unbreakable, where we inspire you to live happier and more fulfilling life. My name is Ella and I'm your host. Today my guest is Claudia Mitura. Claudia is a work psychologist and learning and development manager from London. Claudia has her own podcast called End Happiness, where together with her guest, she talks about the science of happiness. The topic of our discussion today is the art of happiness. I'm pleased to have you here with me, so sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. Hi, Claudia, welcome to the show. So perhaps we can start with um, the definition of happiness, because it can mean so many different things to different people, to be honest. Um, what makes me happy may not may not be something that makes you happy and so on. What is your definition of happiness? Yes, thank you so much, Ella, for having me on the show. And yeah, what a great question to start with. Um, happiness is definitely a very peculiar topic. For many of us, it may feel quite fluffy or quite abstract. And yes, they are different means to achieve happiness. And those will be very individualized. So what you're saying, like something makes me happy, may not make someone else happy. That's absolutely normal. However, overall, the happiness, what is happiness, how we occupational psychologists measure happiness is definitely not only about feeling good here or there, but it's much broader experience of having meaning, joy, life satisfaction and overall positive well-being in life. Mm, mm. Yeah, and I, and I think, yeah, I completely agree with you. I also think that many of us are not raised believing that we come to this world to be happy. You know, uh, that many people believe that we come to this world to work hard and succeed at what we are doing. And many of us just follow our parents with regards to happiness. So we build our kind of framework of what happiness is by observing our parents, which can actually work, unfortunately, to our disadvantage, right? Yes, and you're right. And that's exactly why happiness is such a peculiar topic, um, because we all really suffer from something we psychologists call happiness paradox mm. so we concentrate on what we are told achieve happiness rather than happiness itself so we yes. spent majority of our time focusing on making more money finding a perfect partner getting yeah. the desired body having children whatever it is yeah. We're spending majority of our time believing that that will make us happy rather than actually learning how to be happy. Mm. Because happiness is actually a very internal skill or a mindset or a process um, rather than fulfillment of external circumstances. Yes, oh, completely. Okay. And you mentioned your occupational therapist. Um, what is happiness at work? How can it be measured? Yes, so happiness at work, it's very, very interesting and very strong concept. So as occupational psychologists, we as work psychologists, we think about happiness in five specific elements. Uh, and it's really 
closely linked with employee engagement. So if you would like Mm -hmm. to know how engaged people are at work and how happy they are at work, you would look at five elements. Mm -hmm. And this is fantastic model that has been developed by Daniel Pink and also Nick Marks uh, from uh, the Friday Pulse. So we have those five elements. First Mm -hmm. First of all, autonomy. Yeah. So how independent you are at work, how much autonomy you have to be self-directed and make crucial decisions. Mm-hmm. Makes Master. Sense. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we no one lo- no one likes micromanagement. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mastery. So this is getting better at our work and having opportunity to use our strengths and skills every day and the more we are able to do that the happier we will be at work Uh, purpose so having that driving goal of being connected with the overall purpose of the organization and understanding that we are able to contribute to something bigger than ourselves yes fairness So this is very practical, having the respect at work and believing that we are paid fairly and have fair working conditions. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the final one, which I'm sure you won't be surprised about because in the end of the day, work is a very social aspect. Um, It's belonging. So it's uh, we are happier at work uh, and we are more engaged if we are able to connect with our colleagues at work and we are having those positive uh, working relationships. So if so if you put all of those five elements, autonomy, mastery, purpose, fairness and belonging, you Mm. are able to measure how happy people are at work and ultimately how engaged they are at work. Yeah. I see. Yeah, of course. Because I would assume the more happy, the more engaged, right? Yes. Yes, absolutely. So we have a very strong correlation between those two aspects. Um, Happiness is linked with overall satisfaction. Uh, Engagement is also linked with overall motivation. But yes, those two components are very interlinked. Sure. So we're talking about all of this, but actually... Why, why does it actually matter? Um, so why does happiness matter so much, in your opinion? Uh, I think the answer here is really, uh, I would say, complex and simple in the same time, but mm. definitely fascinating from my perspective as a work psychologist. Um, it's very simple. Our brains perform better when we're experiencing positive emotions than... Mm-hmm if we are having negative emotions or we are in a neutral state. Negative emotions are really powerful and unfortunately they take lots of energy and brain capacity to process. Yeah. If you are happy, um, you are fueling your brain to be even better at the higher cognitive functioning that we really need at work, such as problem solving, productivity, being creative, uh, being resilient. All of this, it's really tricky to achieve if we are not happy. And we have so much interesting evidence so much interesting evidence from across different studies where we can actually link um happiness to really specific outcomes so 
one um, in one study we um, the researchers know that actually doctors perform 90% faster and they give more accurate diagnosis than people doctors who are unhappy and can mm-hmm. you imagine the impact on that on patient yeah. life of course that's, yeah. that's huge mm-hmm. um, we also know that um, people um, happy sales people will outperform their colleagues by 56 percent than if they are if they are unhappy, then they're unhappy colleagues. So again, really interesting. That is a big impact on the business. That is a big impact for that organization. Mm. And then personally for us, that mm. idea that, yes, we are, if we are happier, we are more likely to receive a promotion or a pay rise. Um, and interestingly, the happiness, being happy at work, doesn't only stay and apply within a work. It spills in so many different areas. So being happier... Well, all- exactly. Mm-hmm. I was just about to say sorry, um, because you're talking a lot about work. And of course, many of our listeners want to know how to gain a promotion, how to have a higher salary, how to have a better performance and so on, how to have a better, more recognition perhaps in their field. But what you just said now is crucial because it can spill in other areas of our life. Hence, um, an interesting angle is that lack of happiness in our private life can cause us to perform badly as well. So it works both ways, right? Yes, absolutely. I mean, and we know it from experience that, you know, if you are spending all these hours at work being unhappy, you probably won't be very happy person when you come home and vice versa. Mm. If you're really unhappy in a private life, then yes, you will be processing those emotion, negative emotions at work and you won't be happy at work and you won't be um, kind of allowing almost your brain or supporting your brain to go into this high level of c- creativity, problem solving, uh, resilience that you really need to succeed at whatever is being chucked at you at work. Mm. So absolutely, it's interlinked. And we know that happier people have also more fulfilling relationships, they will have better health. And mm. if you are happier, they you will live longer. It's simple that you will live longer. So um, Mm. this is so interesting that happiness actually impacts all of these levels, uh, all of these aspects of our life. And of course, then it translates into better and kinder and healthier society. Uh, because we, our happiness will change the way we approach schools, communities, public uh, public uh, policies uh, council initiate uh, council projects of we course, yeah. happiness changes the way we approach the world around it, us it changes how we see the world around us right and how Absolutely. we approach it so how can we really be in, more in charge of our happiness because um it's something we all want to achieve it's something we're all striving for so outside of work, what can we do to be more in charge of our happiness? So I think the first thing is really uh, put your happiness on your to-do list. 
Um, and I think, you know, we have to-do lists for everything, right? We have lists for shopping. We have to-do lists what we're going to do. We're planning our um, schedule, our calendars. Where is happiness in all of that? How much time are you actually spending on learning how to be happy? And what skills I could be trying to sustain my happiness mm-hmm. It's very important. So let's start mm-hmm. with that. Mm-hmm. Once you have some time to think about the process of happiness and uh, kind of reflect upon happiness, start trying different skills that will help you. So we Mm. know from research that uh, happy people have happiness boosting habits. Mm -hmm. So again, I know that from social media, we just think that people just like wake up every day and they're very successful and they're very happy. Um, that's what we see on our social media, right? Yeah. But that, that's, that's it's, it's not... not quite true, actually. It's, it's the best version of themselves they're trying to show to the world, uh, skillfully Absolutely. hiding the, the, the other version of themselves, right? Absolutely. But we know that happy people have happiness-boosting habits that help them, that help them to really go into that happiness uh, Mm. zone. So for instance, um, one very important happiness habit that you can incorporate is gratitude. Yes. Uh, Gratitude is one of the most important happiness boosting habits because it has a power to rewire our brain. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because it... Uh, challenges our brain to concentrate on positives, on blessings. It creates positive emotions in our body, which then boosts our happy hormones, which in, uh, increase our uh, um, the power of our immune system. So it's just such a powerful, very simple, very simple mm, habit. Yes. Uh, very powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, another one is uh, mindfulness and treasuring ordinary moments. Mm. Again, we do know that mindfulness is um, is a habit that changes the structure of our brain, uh, g- giving us a very kind of positive advantage. Um, and treasuring ordinary moments means that we are not trying to look into the future of what I can achieve, what can, what externally can give me happiness. It's about this moment in time. Mm. Like the little birdies for me sitting in the garden. Yes, absolutely. Your coffee, Ella, and your little birdies in the garden, something very simple, but something so powerful. Um, And the final one is that optimistic outlook. So practicing to uh, look into the future and concentrate what we can influence, how I can change my circumstances, what's within my uh, internal control um, and really uh, thinking about that impact I want to have in the future. So those are three very, I would say, simple practices. Mm -hmm. But if you incorporate them, uh, you can see a big difference on your level of happiness. And if you will be repeating them on daily basis, then you have not only the chance of them becoming your happiness boosting habits, but also you are rewiring your brain. Uh, And we know that from neuroscience, we know that those habits changes the way we think uh, at the kind of very structural level. Exactly. And I think 
Um, on this note, um, it's, it's worth to end uh, saying that there are so many common misconceptions about what happiness is and what it isn't. And certainly I have observed among my friends and family and in my circle, many people do see happiness as something external, something that depends on external circumstances, almost like we have a um, a formula for it. If I, if only I could get more money. If only I could get a bigger or better car. Um, if only I lose my weight, I'm going to be happy. Whereas actually, it's I, like you say, we've got it backwards. We need to make the most from the moments, the small moments during our day and weekly schedule that we can really treasure, where we can boost our happiness. Um, mm. What would you say is the most common myth um, or misconception you come across in your work? Yes, definitely that what you mentioned in Kela, definitely about our formula for success being backwards. So Sean Acker is a, a positive psychology uh, researcher and he done lots of amazing work around this idea that our conventional wisdom says we first need to be successful um, mm. you know kind of we all need to do something first and then we'll be happy and that something will differ from a person to person whatever it's important to you um, but whilst we are very busy uh, achieving yet another condition for happiness and mm. the moment we achieve it then we move the pole farther into the future exactly Yes. Um, researchers are clear that actually happiness comes within. And as I already quoted some statistics, we know that if you fair, if you first and foremost happy, then you'll be more successful, whatever mm. you decide to do in life. If mm. you um, in absolutely everything. And again, that comes back to that idea that our brain just performs better when we are happy cognitively exactly. and because of that we are able to uh, perform better at work we are able to uh, come uh, kind of find what we need identify the right opportunities generate sure. our own luck be more optimistic um, so I think uh, definitely the biggest one is about that having success formula backward mm -hmm. well I think we have I'm 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 a believer that when we are happy our impact on others is far greater in whatever that we do because we are shining that bright light of hope and love and joy. And if we can all take that um, approach to focus on being happy first and then going and spreading the good work that, um, that we are here to do, I think the world, world would be a better place. Do you agree? Yeah. Yes, 100%. And again, we <laughs> absolutely. And it's, and it's, you're right, this idea, emotions are contagious. So absolutely spreading that positive, um, positive emotions, so important in creating more happiness around us. But we also yeah. know from research that um, happiness, those who are happy. Thank you for that. I think it's really worth uh, for us for those of us who are parents, especially, and for those of us who are perhaps teaching younger generation and caring for others to remember that we are not able to help others um, 
when we are unwell emotionally ourselves or when we are deeply unhappy ourselves. Uh, and let's remember that our children observe us all the time and they form patterns of behavior based on what they observe at home. So let's teach them the art of happiness. Let's teach them how to be joyous and treasure the little moments in life and be a little lighter and a little bit more in line with ourselves. Yes. Thank you so much, Claudia. Thank you for your time today. It was a real pleasure talking to you. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did enjoy it, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. If you would like to receive the notes from today's podcast episode together with the links to the guest profile, you can find them on our website, which is virtually unbreakable.bassprout.com. See you in the next episode of Virtually Unbreakable. Thank you.